Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with guest author Angel Pink. Welcome to Audiobook Lovin', Angel. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Um, your name has come up a few times with like, are you going to talk to Angel? Is she going to be on your podcast? Is she going to be on the show? And I'm like, I'm sending out an invite. I do. I promise. <laughs> so I'm so happy <laughs> that um, I, I did and that you said yes. So thank you for that. Um, so excited well, to talk to you. Um, I don't know if that's a good... People who watch me in my lives and things, they're either like... Wow, you're so fun to watch. Or what was that that she just talked about? Because my brain, it's funny because my brain runs at like this speed that's different than other people. So sometimes we'll be talking about one subject and then in my brain, I've like jumped ahead by four subjects and then what comes out of my mouth. And so you know, my, you know, my writing partner, Victoria Blue, goes, what? How did you just get from there to there? And I'm all, and then I have to explain myself. So yeah funny. well I know people in real life that are I mean in my real life that are like that too that I'm going what are you talking about but then we can kind of <laughs> wrangle them back in so yeah it, it's I, I totally get it but why don't we right. start with um having you share a little bit about yourself how long you've been writing and how you became an author oh my goodness that is a long story I'm old no I'm not <laughs> no. Old, but um I started out pretty young I I I loved reading my whole life but I didn't get really um addicted to romance until about about a year or so after I graduated from college. I was an English major in college. And so for a while, reading was just like, I affiliated it with like homework and things. But then I got really addicted to romance. And um, it was about like in my mid 20s. And um, just got addicted to that feeling I had as a reader uh, and, and just decided, okay, maybe I'll, I'll give this a try for myself. Um, and all the way through through college, I'd had professors tell me I had you know a talent for a talent for writing and that I should pursue it. And you know, I just kind of poo pooed them because in college I I wanted to be like I wanted to go into television and broadcasting. And so my degree is actually, I've got a degree in English and a degree in broadcasting. So I wanted to actually, you know, in front of the camera broadcasting. And, you know, I kind of felt like I, you know, I either wanted to be an MTV VJ or Madonna. I couldn't decide which. <laughs> so, you know, so finally I just decided to, to give it a, give it a try. And so, um, I basically sold the first book that I completed and wrote and um, and then, you know, sold several more after that. But I committed kind of the cardinal sin that you're really not supposed to do. And I quit because I just got discouraged. And, you know, after like five or six books, I was like, well, this isn't going anywhere. So I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. And I was just kind of, you know, I flaked out for the longest time and, um Fortunately, a, a really wonderful friend of mine who I stayed in touch with, she was one of my very first like writing friends in the, the business. You all know her as Shayla Black. And um, Shayla kept in touch and was like, why don't you try to write again? And so I decided to give it a go. I wrote um, a YA book 
And after I wrote the YA book, I discovered that I really suck at YA. (laughs) 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 And, you know, that was like back in the days when you were still like having to shop your manuscript to New York, you know, so you had to like literally send off the manuscript to people in New York. And after about 135 rejections on that book, I really, I was like, uh, this is just not going to work. This is just not going to work. And Shayla just kept pushing and was like, why don't you try something a little steamier? Why don't you try something about, you know, why don't you try something at a higher heat level? And I was like, I can't do that. And she goes, oh, yes, you can. And you're very good at it. And so she was just like, so I really have to credit her. She is an amazing person who um, really encourages so many people. And so she said, listen, she goes, my chapter of RWA is having a, a steamy book. You know, like, writing contest and I want you to enter it just right anyway she was like she goes just come to the dark side we have hot men and cookies and so I did and I entered (laughs) I entered that contest and won that contest and landed my my first contract for a you know and so and that was back in 2011 so um I've been and then I I was still working my full-time job at that time, I uh, would get up every morning at four o'clock in the morning and write for a couple of hours before I had to get into the office and then did that for a couple of years. And then I, I left the day job in the middle of 2013 and haven't looked back since. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but it was great that you're able to continue with this craft that you came back and that you're able to now do it full time. I know that's always like a a goal for a lot of the writers and the narrators and basically anybody that wants to do something that they really love. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, I, and I always like my story such a long one, but I think I like telling it to people because I'm like, look, I am, you know, I, I gave up and my, 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 my best friend did not. And she is now a New York times bestseller. <laughs> you know? So it's a really kind of great, like, you know, testament to don't give up, you know, if you really want to do it and that's something that you really believe in. But I think a lot of people lose, lose faith after, you know, they go, Oh, well, yeah, I'm five books in and I'm, I'm nowhere near it. And it's just, you know, some, some people get to, to be that person who hits after five books and, you know, um, Sylvia Day had to write in, in, you know, 20 or 30 books before she hit with, uh, with, with Crossfire, which yeah. is an amazing series. So, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much, I mean, you can be the best and never have any sort of accolades. And it, it's just luck of the draw kind of thing, you know, it's if you're in the right mm-hmm. place in the right time. But definitely keeping at it and continuing with what you love to do is going to help you get there quicker than if you stop. So that's <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's you know follow your joy and and make it your joy and you know for me i i I love telling stories i love telling love stories those Mm -hmm. those are the best kind to tell so yeah romance is a what i like to call an umbrella term with different subgenres underneath what genre subgenre do you primarily write for your stories oh wow that's an interesting question because um (laughs) i like to say that i write high heat and high emotion so, you know, and under that umbrella, you know, I've, um, I love, I've got a series of um, very alpha military guys. I've got some very alpha, a very alpha superhero series that I wrote called the Bolt Saga. Um, and that it was sort of indulging my love for all things superhero. I wanted to, 
I wanted to write a, a, a superhero uh, with a twist, you know, I, I thought, you know, I, I love Marvel and DC, but none of them ever focus on romance. So mm -hmm. I did that. And then I also write um, a more kind of high-end contemporary billionaires, twisty, turny, you know, things with, um, with my partner, Victoria Blue. And um, then I'm working on a, um, a contemporary series that is heavily influenced by mythology. Uh, with the amazing and incredible Meredith Wilde. So, and that'll be out this summer. We're very excited about that. Um, we were just talking about that before the interview. That's that's the series that will be featuring uh, Brock O'Hearn in all of the art and on the covers. So, yeah, so yeah. then the title of that one is called uh, Blood of Zeus, which is the Blood, the of, Blood of Yeah. Blood of Zeus series, Please. right. So Blood of Zeus is book one, Heart of Fire will be the second book, and then Fate of Storms is the third book series so is that series going to follow different couples or is it just one that kind of spans over three it'll be one it'll be one couple yeah um uh professor maximus kane and his and his student so we're doing professor student and but riffing real heavily on it so uh and it's um it's been a blast to write it and it's all based of course um yeah, not of course but it's based here in uh, in la where i live so mm -hmm. um so it's fun it's fun getting to feature different you know all of my favorite places in the in the the los angeles and southern california area so you thought it's kind of cool when you're reading or listening to a book and it, it mentions a place where you've been at before and you're going, oh, I know where that is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that too. And I even love it when I haven't been to that place. Mm -hmm. and for instance, we were just talking before the interview about, or, or we were talking during the interview about, you know, um, Sylvia Day. And I love the fact that she, you know, um, incorporate so many real places in her books. And so um, I did a signing in New York a few years ago. And so, you know, I took an extra day and I was like, oh, I'm going to go see all the Crossfire places, even though like the Crossfire is not a real building. I just like, you know, it was just oh, yeah. awesome for me to, it was awesome for me to kind of visit all the little places that she had mentioned it and stuff and brought in her love of that city. And it was fun for me, you know, and of course next year I'm going to Scotland for the rare, uh, for the rare signing. And, um, um, I am definitely doing the Outlander tour. So I think it's really fun when you haven't been to a place and then you read about it in a book and then you get to go see it. So it'll be yes, fun. yes, it is. Um, it's one of the things I did when I went to um, New Orleans. I had started the first time I went, hadn't read anything that took place there. And then by the time that second time around came around, um, the second trip started, I had read two different series. One was contemporary yeah. and one was uh, paranormal. And uh, uh -huh. I got to see that there was a restaurant in the contemporary one. And I was like, oh my God, that's the one that they're talking about. And in uh, mm -hmm. the PNR ones, the Sheridan Kenyans, the Dark Hunter series, and they have all these different sorts of things. And she actually has a list of the places that she, you know, these inspired her. That is cool. Happy. Yeah. I, I didn't think about doing that, but that's a great idea. Yeah. And so if you were like, if when I, when I went for the second and third time, I actually looked up that list and I made a point of going to those places yeah. and checking them out and going, ah, it's just like, the, it was so awesome to do. It was so much fun. So I, I, I love yeah. it. It's always fun I when authors that, do that, you know? I love it that you're a little fangirl just like me. I love oh gosh, I am such a fangirl. It, it's, um, you know, I love the community. I love the books. I love you guys as authors and the narrators and the bloggers and the reviewers. I mean, we have individuals like Susie, who's on Twitter, who is such a fangirl. 
and mm-hmm. she's a like team captain of different, you know, specifically yeah. Chinese. Um, so. <laughs> I love that. So Susie Vanderham, right? Yes, Does yes, right? yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. It is. I love yeah. that girl. She's I love fantastic. That girl. Hi, Susie. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, She was so excited when I told her that I was going to be talking to you today. She's like, oh my God, I'm dead. I'm like, yes. My little sister's sister's name is actually Susan. And Mm -hmm. when she was growing up, her nickname was Susie. And we all used to call, you know, sing the song to her and stuff. And now, of course, now that she's grown, she hates it when anybody calls her Susie. Don't call me Susie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we all have our thing, right? I know. All right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Is there a subgenre in romance that you have yet to write in that you want to dive into or try? Wow. Um, I would, I, you know, I, that's an interesting question. I, I'm not quite sure about that. I, I love what I am doing. I, I really, (laughs) I call, I really like the weird stuff. So I love the fact that my publisher, Waterhouse Press, yay, shout out to Waterhouse. Um, I love it that they are so encouraging of me and what I call my woo-woo stuff. I'm like, I'm going woo-woo, you know, and I'm co-writing this book with (laughs) Meredith. And so it's very funny because I come up with these ideas and I, and so I'll, I'll send her an idea and I'll go, what if we did this? And, and I go, if that's too, if that's too woo-woo, then, then just tell me if that's too woo, you know, if I said, cause sometimes I come up with these really crazy ideas. So, um, you know, so I, um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I sometimes I think I might want to do like something that's more sci-fi, but those are really tough to do and to keep like all the emotion in and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I want to just continue to keep delivering super great stories with really awesome characters. You know, I, I don't think that there's anything that I'm not like, you know, some people are like, oh, would you would you ever want to do an historical? And I'm like, well, I kind of did that a little bit with Misadventures with a Time Traveler and was able to like bring that in. And I, I, so I really liked incorporating that. I don't think that there's really anything that I like haven't dived into that. I'm like, Oh, I'm really dying to do that. You know, it's, it's, I've, I've kind of been very blessed to be able to follow my heart and do, uh, and to do what I love. So, um, you know, there's not really anything, I don't know, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, the genre isn't really what grips me. It's more like what, what characters that come into my characters come to me first. And then where will they, you know, where will they best fit in? You know, where, well, you know, what kind of, what kind of genre or, or trope will, will really fit the, their emotional journey the best. I hope that that makes sense. I hope I wasn't too woo woo with that. No, <laughs> no, you're, no, it, it makes perfect sense because sometimes I can only imagine as a writer having to stay, you know, focused on, okay, well, I'm going to write a PNR. And so this is going to be the alpha wolf because he's a shifter and this and that. And then all of a sudden I'm going, why can't it just be a, you know, a, a boss, you know, a business owner who's an alpha, right. you know, who's a head right. of something. So yeah, it's, it's cool that you have the characters come to you for it. When it makes, I mean, to me, it makes sense that you would. Yeah. I rather would rather like focus on that, um, that emotional, you know, that emotional pull and things, you know, it's, um, and I think sometimes it's, sometimes I do gravitate a little more towards things that, you know, for instance, in, in the Bolt saga, it was really cool for me. I wanted to explore themes of, you know, of, 
you know, loving somebody despite of what, you know, he, he's a, a, obviously a superhero against his will, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and, you know, so what happens when you do fall in love with somebody who, you know, happens to, to also be this, you know, this, this masked superhero and things, do you, does that, does that make it harder to love them? Does that make it easier to love them? What does that look like for a couple when they want to fall in love and get married and have a family? And what, what does that all look like? You know, what, what does happen when, if you want to have a baby, you know, what does yeah. happen if you have like a, you know, a baby who can fly, you know, and you know, how do you discipline that kid when they can fly away from you? you know? <laughs> Don't make me come up there. Um. I know. <laughs> exactly. Can you get back down well, here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and I think that that's all been kind of fun for me. I, I saw little bits of that like in the last couple of Marvel movies like uh, the idea everybody goes how'd you get the idea for both I'm all well I was watching um Infinity War you know and I saw the scene where Tony and Pepper were you know running through Central Park and Tony goes I had this dream last night that we had a baby and I'm all okay so now can we see you make the baby because like you're Robert Downey Jr. and that would be really interesting yeah. <laughs> all for the name of research <laughs> yeah just in the name of research I would like really love to see you too and I you know I always go you know I'm like well what is Mary what is what is um you know what is what does Peter Parker's girlfriend do when he's out like slinging mm -hmm. from building to building and you know what does she do when he's out like saving the city what does she like sit home and i don't know is she like does she scrapbook does she go out with her <laughs> friends what does she do you know oh he's gonna be hungry so when he gets back after fighting them and stuff so yeah. i'm gonna have my dinner <laughs> stick it in exactly. the oven keep it warm wait a minute no no he's freaking spider-man why can't he just go get takeout you know like the that would you know you know that's actually great i that would probably be the deal for me it'd be like listen honey I, well, i'll continue to be in this relationship with you because not only do i love you but knowing that you are going to go get us you know takeout when you come right. back Could so i don't have like, to cook awesome you know, right. could you just them um, swoop past Panera and pick me up like a pizza, please? Or yeah, send them a text message. <laughs> I know you're busy, but when you're done, um, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, and don't spill the soup, yeah, I guess <laughs> with the sauce, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so where do you get the ideas for the books? Is it the characters first or once you have the characters, what are the ideas of how are you going to get from here to there happen? It, I think it all depends on like, I, so I, I definitely, you know, I write for a publishing house. So we definitely try, I try to like, think about, obviously, you know, you want to think about like a, a book series that you think people are going to like, you know? And so, you know, I obviously try to think it for me. I like, I, I usually think, big concepts first and then you know uh, the characters come to me and then I think okay what kind of a concept would they would they fit into and how can we make this like a real alluring kind of concept and things and then um and then like I kind of write out what's called what I like to call like a treatment so it's like basically like uh, for me because you know I come from a sales and marketing background so I um I, I try to write like what I think would be really good one-liners for the, you know, for the marketing blurbs. And I try to think of like, how is this going to be marketed first? And then, um, and then drill down 
further into like what stories are going to be like. And I have a tendency to like really think in terms of threes because that's kind of how a, a story goes. It's in three. That's why so many plays are in three acts or, you know, like a first act, a second act, a third act, you know, that kind of thing, very Shakespearean, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I like to borrow a lot of concepts too. I'm, you know, it's one of those things where I, I, you know, and a lot of people thinking like, what do you mean borrow concepts? But like, when you look at like a lot of concepts that they, they can be, you know, there's a, there's a lot of like universal themes to really good love stories. And so, you know, for me, it's like, that's where I, I try to go into those. I'm very much into star-crossed love. I love Romeo and Juliet. Um, I love, you know, the whole Mr. Darcy thing. So I love like unexpected love. I love secret love. Yeah. Like all that, you know, thing, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think a lot of writers have a tendency to gravitate back toward concepts and themes that engage their heart, you know? So, you know, I grew up on all the classic romances and things. So, um, I think I have a tendency to go back to those things that kind of captivated me when, you know, um, when I was first reading love stories. So do you read your reviews? Oh, um, sometimes yes. And sometimes no, I am. It's a very interesting thing. I think when you're first, I don't know, I can, I can speak from personal experience. When I first started writing, um, I could not read reviews. It was an emotionally devastating thing for me. Um, then I began to realize that sometimes the, 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 the craziest, most scathing reviews were the ones that I could learn from. And I really learned to take out the, like weed out the tone and really listen and, 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 and read what they were trying to say so that it would make me better. Um, so I don't read them all. Um, uh, negative ones do not make me want to crawl under the bed and sob for a day the way they once did. Um, but, uh, I know I do appreciate them. I appreciate them all the way from the one stars to the five stars. And I'm just kind of one of those writers that's like, yeah, if you think that it sucked, then I want to know why you think it sucked. So, um, you know, I think it's an unrealistic thing for anybody in any kind of a creative medium to think that everybody's going to love your work. I just think that people are different. Yeah, we all have different tastes and also different Right, right. Some people, you know, love the the heck out of all that, like the the MCU the way I do. And some people think, you know, Marvel can go pound sand. I don't happen to agree, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what, um, What makes, you know, what really makes you excited to read a review as an author? Like, is there something when you see a review that makes you go, oh, that's it? I like to read that people couldn't put it down. I really do. I really love that. And I love to read that it made people feel something. And I love to read that. I love to read that I moved people in some way. Um, and, uh, but you know, I'm not, it's an interesting kind of thing. You know, um, there are a lot of books and there are a lot of really great writers, you know? Um, so I don't think I fool myself into thinking I'm going, you know, it's, it's one of those things where people are just like, well, I didn't rock their complete world. It's like, well, but yes, but but a book is meant to carry you away for a little while, you know, just like a movie is or a television show. So 
Um, not everybody can be an Academy Award winner, but I, my, my goal is to take people away for a few hours and to entertain them and to make them feel good. I think there's been a couple, a little bit of talk as far as when a review comes is if the authors are actually reading them at the same time, you know, the listeners and readers wanting to provide them and kind of not really knowing sometimes what to include in a review. So I always thought that it was mm-hmm. kind of to have that conversation with the actual authors and asking, you know, what do you guys like to see in the reviews? Obviously, you know, for me, a pet peeve is when they repeat what the blurb says sort of in their yeah. words. And I'm going, that's <laughs> not a review, love. You're telling me what I already read in the blurb. Um, right. So it's just one of those things where sometimes as a reviewer, you can feel like a little like, eh, the author's not going to see this. But I, I do it mostly to potentially get someone else to read it. And also knowing that sometimes I will scan those one star reviews because it'll tell me like, oh my God, there's so much sex in this. Or, oh my God, they said the word fuck so many times. And I'm like, what book was mm-hmm. that? <laughs> right. that be like, right. I can use that word as a noun, adjective, and a pronoun. Exactly. So uh, I kind of want to see how you used it. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to hear from well, the authors. I do, yeah. I do read them. I do appreciate them. I try to... Um, uh, I try to acknowledge them when I have read them. I will definitely click that like button and make sure that, you know, people know that I've read them, uh, you know, so, and yeah, and I like the one stars too. It's, yeah, I'm just not one of these people that is, I'm going, you know, as a matter of fact, I, back when I wrote my, my very first independent book was books that, that the world now knows as Saved. And it's the first book in my military, you know, uh, my military romance uh, series. And um, I, you know, I, 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 I have not served in the military. I, uh, you know, my, my grandfather did. He's he passed, God bless his heart. You know, but I researched that world and I researched things, but still I got something wrong. You know, I got something wrong in that book and a girl blasted me for it, you know, just was, um, you know, pretty upset and, and to the point that, you know, she was saying that I had no respect for the military and that I, I didn't appreciate the military, which is like, could not be farther from the truth. I, God bless, God bless our military, every single branch of it every single branch of it and what they do for our country. And so I, it was the very first and the only review I've ever responded to personally. And I was like, I just said, I am so deeply sorry that, that this was not an intentional mistake. And I'm so happy that you enlightened me about this. And, um, I said, I am fixing this as we speak. You know, so I had paperbacks reprinted at my own expense and I, you know, I fixed all the ebook versions and said, I, I fixed what you, what you, what you called me out on. And I am deeply sorry about that. And, uh, it took her several months to like, even read that I had done that. And she <laughs> said, well, I called the writer out. She's revised her. I called the writer out on her mistake and she fixed it. And that was great. But I am still one starring the book. It sucked, you know. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, but you know, it's like you can, you know, we are not perfect. We make mistakes. It's you know, it's one of those things where you you try to do it right, but 
you know, things, things, things happen, things, things, mistakes get made. So. And not only that, but also the, the, there's so many different types of stories out there and, you know, we reuse our opinions and you know what they say about opinions. It's, you know, they all, mm-hmm. everybody has one. And just because you don't like it and you reviewed it this way, doesn't mean that someone else is not going to love it. And just so mm-hmm. that's also where I say, and I've suggested to people that have come to me about like, how should I review? Is you know, just tell them how you feel, what emotions brought, were brought out, where you, you know, I'm not like, I'm not a crier. So if my review says that I cried, it's like, oh crap, you know, mm-hmm. like that was emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like you said, not, I couldn't put it down and things like that. And I also suggest that if there is something that you didn't like, how can you say it constructively? Because it's not about being mm-hmm. mean, it's about maybe just saying, hey, you know, I, there was this mistake that was made and maybe she didn't do it. It's not right. so it's one of those where, you know, I always suggest that you tell them from the heart, be nice. Cause these are human beings too. And we don't, there's no need to be nasty. Not everybody's cup of tea. Some people like the PNR. Some people prefer the romantic suspenses. And sometimes like the alphas is what's in change. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> it's just, there's something for everybody, which is what I love about romance at the end of the day. There's just something for everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, you, you, you just said it absolutely beautifully. I could not have said that better. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned writing with your partner, um, Victoria Blue. Yes. An amazing woman. Yes. And you guys write the Secret of Stone series together. And I think a few other ones here and there. Secrets of Stone and then Shark's Edge. Shark's Edge is, is our new series. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. How does that co-writing process look like for you guys? Well, we do it, you know, we're, our process is um, that uh, she goes through with a first draft. And so we, we agree on how the story is going to go. So obviously we, we kind of talk about a plot, talk about themes, talk about emotional tone, talk about where these characters are going to go. And, uh, and then she kind of takes off and runs with that and, and writes a first draft. And then um, we're, we're both good at different things. She's super awesome at quick, fast, witty, funny, great, awesome dialogue, you know, so she, she can get those, you know, she can get the conversation down. And I'm the one that goes in and, and kind of makes, uh, she's just like, I don't really care about like what the room looks like that they're walking into, or she does, you know, so I kind of add the dialogue tags and I add the different things that make the, that make the world flesh out the world a little bit better. You know, I describe places and, 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 and go in and kind of layer in that, that level of, that level of, you know, texture that makes a a book different than just reading like a screenplay or something. So, so we each add our own elements to it and then it all goes off to our editor and he refines it a little more and then sends it back to us and then we refine it a little more and then back and forth and back and forth. So, um, yeah, that's how the process goes. And then my, my, of course my process with Meredith Wilde is different. We, uh, uh, both, you know, take our turns at writing the, the different chapters. And then w- after one person is done with writing the chapter, then the other one goes back in and, and kind of edits them. So we go back and forth with it. So, um, but those books, the Zeus books are a little bit more, it's a bigger world. It's a much bigger world. So I think the two of us with the two brains working, we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're making sure we keep 
oh, we've got like charts and <laughs> details and, who's this? and we're bringing in, you know, <laughs> mythological gods and goddesses and okay, who's this and what does he look like and all that kind of stuff. So, so when you were saying that you guys trade off on the chapters, is it because it's like a dual point of view and one of you takes care of all the male character chapters and the other one takes care of all the female ch uh, chapters? Because I know that sometimes people do that when they work in dual we do stuff. that yes yeah. absolutely yeah we do the dual chapters and um so yeah i mean so it's it's great because there's sometimes when you know um one of us will 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 need going oh you know i don't think that that person would say it like that you know so it's like there's i think it's really great when you are doing the dual points of view because then the other person can kind of check you because when you're doing like when you're doing one character you get so immersed like in that character's head you know and you're so and so sometimes you're not as subjective about like how they would how they would be and so the other person is there to uh to really kind of lend i think a little bit more objectivity i i love collaborations and love doing it that way and really like being part of a team so um for me it's a really it's a really awesome thing. Not that I don't love writing things on my own, but the collaborations are are really fun for me. So, so for Blood of Zeus, which is coming out August twenty fifth, uh, yes, with this, with this, you know, publishing in June, it's still a few months away, but still, um, are there plans to have it be an audio as well? There are plans uh, to be an audio. We uh, both Meredith and I got together on kind of who our dream guys would be you know dream guys and dream girls actually the girl um was a little easier to decide uh and, but um there were like i think both of us had several you know several guys that we were hoping to um you know to solidify um i i absolutely cannot and you don't have to edit this out or anything but i absolutely cannot say who yet so <laughs> no worries <laughs> we're waiting yeah we're waiting to yeah we're waiting to hear back um on who is available to do what so yeah but we uh we're definitely excited about it and we are hoping uh and planning on the audio being released in tandem with the with the, the paperbacks and with the ebooks so that'll all happen on the same the hopefully the same schedule um cool. the, the the quarantine has definitely affected some narrator schedules so yes for sure um, the plan right now is to have it all being released at the same time that could totally change depending on how a lot of the narrators i mean not all of them are based out here but like a lot of them are out here so you know we're kind of hoping that you know calorie relaxes pretty soon so which is well the good news is a lot of the narrators have been building their own booths because of this so yes they're yeah, no kidding that's true <laughs> i know they're building audio books and i'm retiling my bathroom you know yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah yeah no, i think that when it comes down to you know, often sometimes like I can't share yet who the narrators are. I go, well, I just want to know that it's happening first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it absolutely is. And Meredith and I actually um, actually talked about it. Oh, a, a number of weeks ago. So it's definitely happening. We just can't. You know, I. In fact, it was really funny because I actually. Um, texted her right where I got on you and I was like so can I say anything yet and she was like no you <laughs> can't <laughs> so all right okay 
so she just, yeah, we just, you know, we want to make sure things kind of locked down. Oh, for we... sure. Yeah. There's nothing worse than saying something like, oh yeah, X, you know, X now we're just going to do it. And then stuff happens, you know, even if it's out of our control and then they're not. So you right. Say, it's definitely, Absolutely. Yeah, since we all have our favorites and we all have our ideas <laughs> of who, who things, you know, should be when and stuff. So it's fine. Exactly. The good, the good news yeah. is that it is coming to audio and that, it you is. know, as you find, to, as you solidify and confirm your plans, you'll be sharing that info. So we're all going to be happy. No worries. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of audios, how is it that you decided to make your titles available in audio? Well, it's, you know, as you probably know, the, the process of going to audio is, is not cheap, um, you know, and rightfully so, you know, the people that do what they do are so talented. It's, it's, it's mind blowing to me like just the, the incredible talent that's out there. And, um, and not only that, but, you know, production studios and things. So I was very fortunate to, uh, you know, to have, uh, you know, Waterhouse Press is very committed to audio, very, uh, very committed to um, having books available. So for me, I got, I just, I kind of lucked out. I really lucked out with being able to, um, to have such a, a, an amazing publishing house, uh, turn my things into, turn on my, my stories into, into audio form. So, um, and really lucky, 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 lucky with a capital L to have the, the incredible talent do, you know, do my books, you know, so, you know, we've got, uh, you know, Jason Clark has done, I think two of my series now, Jacob Morgan's did the first three Shark's Edge books. And um, yeah, we are hoping to have him also do the, the, you know, he's, he's been, he's been hopefully, you know, um, I know, I think he's, he's definitely doing book four um, and then hopefully, you know, the uh, five and six as well. So mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're, we're, you know, and again, as you know, you and I were talking because of scheduling things, that is one of the situations where that book is being released um, in May, but the audio will be coming out in June because we wanted to wait on him. So yeah. I would and he's worth waiting for. Exactly, yes. yes. Especially when they've done part of a series. Like I'm I'm the one that if it's different couples, I don't mind if the, the narrators are switched around based on the couple. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they fit better and sometimes they don't. And because again, it's different couples, I'm not going to be like, oh, it doesn't sound the same. Um, uh-huh. But when it is part of a series and it's a, something that continues with the exact same couple, then it, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like you must keep the same narrators. And I'm I am fine with waiting. And I know that yeah. everybody else is too until they're available. Yeah. I mean, right. we'll, we'll be like, dang, we have to wait, but we're like, no, we're fine with it. Seriously. Right. <laughs> the, the scheduling is scheduling is such a, a thing, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, a crazy thing to, you know, and you think about that, you know, all the different, all the different stars that have to align to get a really oh, great yeah. for your book. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and- so yeah, Jacob is, um, is our sharks guy and then secrets of stone was jason clark so he's done secrets of stone he also did temptation court series and then aiden snow is my honor bound guy and he's amazing amazing (laughs) and then the beautiful holter graham yes i love him yeah, he did the Bolt Saga so beautifully. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just paired up with Ava Erickson, who's also another phenomenal narrator. 
I absolutely mm. love Ava and I was so yeah. excited we got her for that. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. feel, I gotta tell you, it's just, yeah, I, I sometimes I just shake my head because I'm sitting here just going, girl, you got damn lucky. I mean, and I know I really <laughs> do. And um, it's very funny because, you know, it's funny because you get to hear like a lot of, a lot of people, you know, they, they audition people for you, you know? So it's like you, you definitely hear, and it's funny, like in your head, because I come from a theatrical background as well. So I read a lot of my stuff out loud to myself. That's kind of how I know it's flowing well on the page before I even like turn it into my editor. So there's definitely that, that idea that you get in your head of like, what the, what the voice should sound like. So um, it's a, uh, it's interesting when you get to, when, when you finally do hear it, it's, there's some parts where you go, oh yeah, okay. I didn't hear it that way in my head, but you know, or I didn't hear it that way when I was, but then they, they make it better. So it's, it's always, you know, it's always a, a good thing. And do you ever write a story specifically knowing that it's going to be an audiobook and you have already hired, let's say, a narrator? Has it always happened in that order at all as of yet or no? Not me. I mean, not me. I've, I've never done that before, knowing that. I know that some other authors have, you know, yeah. and that must be such a great experience. Um, for me, I kind of, the characters are so developed for me before, you know, I start to write them. So there's definitely a, I think, something in my head that, um, that I don't know. I mean, I guess like a voice or whatever. I definitely do dream casting so I can hear, you know, that person. Um, you know, I can hear like that actor or actress that I dream cast as the character. I don't think I do it in, my, in terms of like an audio book narrator just because I, I'm not at that point where I know that they're going to, they're, I'm going to have that clout, you know, so it's like, I have to be really open-minded about <laughs> where it's going to happen, you know, audiobook wise. It's been a little different for Zeus because, um, so the custom photo shoot we did for Bolt was a little different. I already had like three of those books written before I went and did the photo shoot, um, with Anthony Kemper and Hannah Lundquist and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, but, you know, so like, so in my head, Anthony and Hannah already were like Reese and Emma, but I had not met them yet, you know, but for Zeus, it was like, we were just starting to, we, I think we had like seven or eight chapters. We were seven or eight chapters in when we did the photo shoot. So I can definitely hear like Brock in my head. You know, so <laughs> like, I don't think he's going to do the auto good just because he's got so many acting projects on his plate right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's got a lot going on with his career, but I can definitely hear like Brock and Jade. So Jade's the name of the, the young lady that did the, the modeling. So this is the one and only time where I can definitely like, I have that person in my head when I'm, when I'm writing them. So. So one of your titles that keeps coming up anytime I mention your name or also has been just completely fangirled over was the, um, time traveler. <laughs> uh, I, was say, I, almost, like, you. I was, I was like, misadventures of a time traveler. I know. <laughs> <laughs> misadventures of a time traveler. Um, that was narrated by Shane East and Vanessa Edwin, which I've fallen in love with her. Wait, um, narrated, narrated amazingly. Yeah. You forgot that. You forgot that, that part. Yeah. Narrated amazingly by the fabulous <laughs> Shane East and the phenomenal Vanessa Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
done. Well done. Thank well you. Done. Thank you. Thank you. I am coachable. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did that story come into play? You know, how does that come about? Because it's a unique well, story. So I originally started working uh, for or and with um, Waterhouse Press way back when Misadventures was first a twinkle in Meredith Wilde's eye, you know, before it even like ballooned and, and exploded and became kind of the, the, the whole thing that it is right now. And so um, I had breakfast with her like at, at a conference. Uh, I won't forget. It was in new Orleans of all places, not new Orleans, sorry, Atlanta. Sorry, Meredith. Um, so we were in Atlanta at a conference and she kind of pitched this whole idea to me and she said, would you be like interested in, um, in, in writing, you know, something like this for us? And, um, I said, absolutely. And so, you know, she kind of pitched the concept of, of, um, of what the misadventures were supposed to be like. And, um, she said, just you know, so she says, we want you to write like more than one. And we, she says, just give us like your pie in the sky, like books you haven't written yet that you would really like to write. Like, what would you like, what have you, haven't you written yet that would be like super cool for you to write? And so, um, I, I gave them a list of probably like 20 different concepts. It was just, you know, I'd like to write this. I'd like to write this. I'd like to write this, you know? And, um, you know, some of them were like things that have already been done, like rock star. I'd love to do a rock star. I'd love to do, you know, um, a spy. I'd love to do, a, you know, a princess, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so they, you know, obviously um, the first concept that they bought was superhero, which eventually ballooned and became the Bolt saga. And then the second idea that they wanted from me was time traveler. So, um yeah, so that was just it. I just said I'd love to do a time traveler, but I'd love to do it. Obviously, I'm an obsessionoc, just like everybody else in the world. I love, love, love Outlander. And I said, I would love to do one where a Jamie-like character came forward, where it was the guy that jumped forward through time. And like, what would he, you know, and so many people in the Outlander world are like, why can't we have Jamie come forward? You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if that's what Diana Gabaldon has planned, but you know, but I was like, so I knew I couldn't write it in Scotland because hmm, that's already been done before, you know, but I love France. I love France and I, I'm such a Francophile. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if he was and 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 the history of France is so fascinating to me. It's so political and it's so twisty and there's all these like hidden bastard sons and you know, <laughs> I mean, um, you know, all these different the, all these different, you know, w women that those kings slept with, <laughs> you know, so I'm sitting here just kind of going, wouldn't it be just awesome if he was this secret prince that nobody knew about? And, you know, and the reason that nobody really knew about him is because he kind of disappeared. And this was the reason why. So, um, and I have to be honest with you, I'd listen to maybe two or three different audio books before I listened to Time Traveler. Um, and I had readers coming to me going, you got to listen to this book. Cause I don't really listen. Like I listened to a few chapters of my own books, but mm -hmm. I don't listen to the whole thing. Cause it's kind of just weird to me to like hear my own <laughs> words. It's weird. Like I love them and I will definitely listen to like the sample chapters and stuff. And I do, but 
Time Traveler was the first one I listened to all the way through. I was like, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I can't believe I wrote these words. It's so <laughs> good. You know, it's like so funny to me. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how it came about. And um, God willing, knock on wood, next year, the year after, when I'm kind of done with all these other ones, I'll, I'll get around to doing a sequel. People have been asking for one. Yes, so yeah, I, I really heard. like to do a sequel. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's one of those things that, you know, when it's, you can really, we kind of say that, it, you know, it's really good when it, we say it ended too quickly. Yeah. It goes by too quickly. Well, I definitely have, um, I actually wrote several chapters, like beyond what, where the book ends, but um, misadventures by their nature are meant to be super kind of quick reads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we want you to, you know, this, this really needs to be kind of where it ends. And so I had to kind of retool that last chapter a little bit to make it more into like an HEA and, and all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but yeah, I definitely have like a lot of plans for like where that world could go. So I'm hoping, knock on wood, that they will, that they will, you know, it's, um, it's, it's definitely, there's like a very full plate of things happening for me right now, but I would love to get back to it and do, and do some more in that world. It would be really fun to get back, get back. Yeah. To so, Susie's yeah. Uh, begging for like an epilogue or, you know, an additional <laughs> chapter here and there to tell us how they're doing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, all right, Susie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do like a, I'd love to do like a, um, like a, um, a Max and Allie Christmas or something yeah. like, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would love to know what Max thinks of Christmas in New York. Yes. You know, like I would love that. It would be just like so much fun to me. I'd love to see him like go to the Macy's Thanksgiving parade <laughs> and just be like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? You know? Yeah. It, and it's, it's always such an interesting take to see it from their eyes too, because we are used to things like the cell phones and stuff like that, which is one of the things I love when it, when I do read time travel and yeah. they come to the future is that whole reaction of like, why, why? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Why are we doing this? <laughs> so- the one scene I want to write is, um, um, and I'll put this in, I will put this so that we don't have to like edit it out. Max and Allie go to a naughty toy store. I just think that that would be so much fun to write. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see him oh. back there playing with all of the battery operated things. Going, what that would be the, for the first thing they go, oh my God, it's alive. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. Dropping it on the floor. What yeah, the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mon Dieu. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something so I can kill it now. Yeah, exactly. Hand me my sword. <laughs> it is possessed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, okay, you still need to do that and have Shane do all that. <laughs> I know. This is called the this is called the part where Angel and and uh, and Viviana riff about a future book. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Shane, um, did you have anything to do with the casting for this title, um, or they sent me probably probably three or four different like like quips like like they send you like like a like probably like a forty five second you know, a 45 second, um, 
outtake of the narrator, like narrating something similar to what you've written. So it's like, here's this guy and he's like reading something super similar to what you've written. You know, like they, I think it was all of them like reading like an historical novel. But the second I heard Shane, I knew it was him. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Done. I don't. And at the time I wasn't really, um, I didn't really kind of, I, and this is horrible. He's going to kill me for saying that. But I just didn't really know who he was. I was just like, he's just effing fantastic. This is just, he's, you know, he's just great. I said, that's it. That's it. It's it. That's him. That's the one. He's the <laughs> it. That's it. You know? <laughs> that so, one. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, yeah. End of, mm-hmm. end of story. That's it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I knew as soon as I heard him. So it's nice because, um, I feel again, super fortunate for the amazing team that I have at Waterhouse. They're such an incredible, amazing team of people. So they do like half the work for you and it's great. They, they really are, make my life so much easier so that I can really um, be telling you that I'm working on three books at the same time and mean it and know and not be going crazy from the whole, from the whole, you know, right now, like, you know, figuring out when my kid is going to finally be able to take the SAT is a more complicated thing than my, than my writing life, you know? So, (laughs) so I feel really, really lucky and very, very fortunate and, um, you know, super grateful for that every single day of my life. So. Now having a good team like that, that listens also to you when you say something like him, um, is really great. I think sometimes, unfortunately, authors are not included in some of that process, especially when they're yeah. with a publishing house. Yeah. Um, or they sometimes are asked, but they don't listen to them. Um, so it's, it's yeah. really, to me, I, it's, especially when there's a click there for the, for the author who wrote the story, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, listen to that. And did you also hear an audio clip from Vanessa or was she brought in afterwards? Same situation. No, same situation. Yeah. And she was amazing too. So I had like three or four, you know, maybe no more than like half a dozen different, um, different, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, female narrators. And I think what they do is they, they narrow it down. They, they, they narrow it down to like, who's going to be available and who is going to be, um, you know, like literally within your time window. And, and so they say, okay, we're here, here's, here's what we found, you know, what, not what, who, whom we have found to, you know, to that, that would best fit with our production. Cause again, as you and I have discussed, it's a, it's a, a matter of really aligning stars. You know, yeah. so many people are like, how come you couldn't get so-and-so for this? And you're like, okay, you it, it, making a, a book publication happen is such an incredible string of events. It's crazy. It's not just, I'm going to turn in my book and then you're going to publish it. It's having that book edited. It's having that story refined. It's having it laid out for print. It's having it, you know, put into a production schedule. And then when you're writing for a publishing house, there's another layer added onto that. Who else is the publishing house releasing? in that week or that month, you know, like we, you know, you don't want to be in the same week as somebody else with, so it's like, they've got this entire schedule to It's like a gigantic, big Mm -hmm. puzzle piece, you know, puzzle piece because they start like, okay, we, you know, Victoria and I have 
um, Grant Heat, which is, I don't know when you're broadcasting this, but we are, you know, recording this literally less than a week from when Grant Heat releases. Well, we started promo for this. Like they were contacting us about the promo schedule two months ago, yeah. you know? So it's like, you know, there's, there's things that happen behind the scenes that nobody sees that lead up to the release of that book. So yeah, this is one of the reasons why I love having you guys here to share that part of the process and, and for us to learn more and discover things and mm -hmm. even discover new authors as well as narrators. Like Vanessa was new to me mm -hmm. and I had heard her name a few times. So don't feel bad about not knowing who Shane was. I had no clue who <laughs> Vanessa was. Uh -huh. And and Shane's like, oh she's she's brilliant. I'm like, okay. Um <laughs> so I'm like, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, she's brill. Yeah, <laughs> brill, um, Yeah, and so it's just one of those. I'm like, okay, and then I heard her, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's great. She's, she's phenomenal. Just, she's perfect, Allie. She's mm -hmm. absolutely perfect, and I love her. <laughs> and it was great for me because I have to be honest. It's like I heard when I was writing the book. I heard like Allie probably clearer than, than, than Max, you know, even though Max was, you know, Max was sort of larger than life. It was just, he was, um, such an interesting, there was a lot that went into him. And so many people are like, wow, you know, and even like my dream cast for him changed a bunch of different times. So, um, yeah, he was definitely a special one, really memorable for me. So, so I was very, very, very thrilled with the audiobook. I'm so happy that everybody's kind of discovering it and loving it and all that. And wanting more. So you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both, sister. I would love, I have so many, I have so many ideas for the sequel. It's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So I've even, yeah. you know, floated some, floated some title ideas passed by editor and he's like, yeah, I like all that. So, you know, we'll have to see. We will. We'll have to see. <laughs> so aside from the busy schedule that you have of writing and, and, and you know, obviously being in a, a family member and, and having a child and everything else that goes on with, you know, adulting, when, <laughs> when you find the time, what do you do for fun? <laughs> I, I, well, um, I, uh, we, uh, we, my, I liked, blah, blah, sorry. That's what I like to do for fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. Believe um, it or not, I love to, I love to read. I really mm -hmm. do. I read for pleasure a lot. Um, unless I'm on like a crazy deadline and I've just been like doing words for like 10 hours a day. I usually read at the end, the beginning and the end of my day. Um, I, I, I'm a big binge TVer, so I like to do that. Um, I love to exercise. I love to be outside. Um, I live in Southern California, so the weather out here is, is great for it all year round. So, um, when I can get out and things I get, I usually, you know, try to hit one of the natural trails in my area and, you know, I jog and, um, and then I also, you know, I'm, I'm a gym, a gym rat. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then, you know, as, as I told you before, we, we started the interview, I have a, a, a teenage daughter and we are really into, um, pop culture nerding together, I guess is <laughs> the best way I can, I can say really into the whole pop culture scene. So we, um, we do a lot of uh, pop culture cons, everything from like 
Anime LA, which we do every year, to Anime Expo, to Comic-Con, to WonderCon. And we, um, we like to go and, and kind of hang out with that set. And we do exactly what you're supposed to do at those cons. You know, we, we cosplay. Uh, so, you know, if I'm not out cosplaying, I'm usually prepping a cosplay for her or for me. Um, because I'm like a bit of an older cosplayer, I do something that's called, um, it's got kind of the pop culture name of Disney bounding. And that's basically, it's just a word where you basically like take a character and you create like an outfit based on that character, but it's not like really a full on, um, accurate cosplay. Yeah. So it's like clothes Mm -hmm. that are based, like you can look at the person and go, Oh, you're Snow White. Or, yeah. oh, you're Captain Marvel. But, like, you're not dressed completely in the outfit. Because there's, like, some characters you really shouldn't do when you're an older person. <laughs> it's I just, know, just I'm just that, like, you know, Nobody <laughs> wants to see, like, women of a certain age, like, I don't know, dressed as Tinkerbell. That's just not going to work, you know? <laughs> it's just I will say, though, that it all, you know, depends on the person. And sometimes they're there's some times where you can't tell how old someone is because you know right. they, they've been exactly just, you know yeah, but like I do like a like I do more of like a queen tinkerbell you know so it's like an older woman like based on tinkerbell still with the wings longer skirt you know like more of a regal approach mm. to the whole thing so it's really fun so we do that and um yeah and we love to travel we um we go on a lot of um you know, different, go to a lot of different places and do different things together, whether it's like, you know, just here in Southern California or, um, you know, or, or farther away. So, um, yeah, but the majority of my time is spent writing. So, which, which is, is what, what I, I love you to do. do. And yeah. which is what we want you to do. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Follow your joy. And I'm so glad and I'm so proud of you for doing the same thing, Viviana. I have to oh. tell you just how awesome it is and how invigorating it is to talk to you and to um, hear your excitement about what you do. It's really addicting and it's so super um, it's so super exciting to, to see everything that you guys are doing with, with this medium. So congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. It's, it's, it's definitely fun and I love what I do and I love being a bit of that bridge between the listeners and the authors and the narrators and being able to provide that opportunity to get these questions asked because, you know, people want to know. And as much as you guys are great at being a social media and, you know, answering our questions, which is also phenomenal that you guys do that. It's, you know, to be able to talk to you guys and allow me to have my little fangirl moments as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, yeah. sister. Yeah. It's really but, yeah. fun. Yeah, concurrently, yeah. I am totally, you know, on that page. It's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people go, you know, what do you do when you go to those cons? Besides, I go, we go and we go and and fangirl you know one mm-hmm. of the best moments of my life was my my daughter um my daughter cosplayed as a character from one of her author's uh, favorite author's books and uh, it was so cool to be able to see her meet that author and to see oh. how excited that author was yes. to see her dress like that and you know she was just like oh my gosh you you know she matched the cover of the book you know and um it was a super cool moment for me as a mom you know to to see her you know displaying like that kind of love for a fictional character and to see you know that 
that kind of fire being ignited in her. So, you know, it's just, it was kind of cool. It was just like, books are magical. They bring us <laughs> they all <are>. together. <laughs> they do. It's why I love going to the book conventions and the book signings. And, and I love it even with the smaller ones where you get to have a little bit more one-on-one -on -one with the authors. Um, and I'm <laughs> trying to get them also where the narrators get to go more and have that building of the networking within each other, as well as with their, you know, potential clients as authors, but also with the listeners. Yeah. And, uh, so. Yeah. Working on it's really neat. That. Yeah, the last couple of signings I got to go to, there was a very strong presence from the narrators, and it was just so cool to meet them all and to say hello. And um, it was just really, really neat to have them there. So um, I know that we um, we really appreciate it too. You go, you know, they are the ones that bring our words to life, and it's. Um, it's so, and, and, and you can tell the hard work that goes into it. You know, it's, it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to do what they do. So yay. Yeah. Something I'd like to do with my guest is play a little game while we're getting closer to the end of the, of the episode. Um, so if you're game, um, we can do a little bit of a quick rounds of would you rather. I love it. Cool. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or 20 minutes early? Oh, 20 minutes early for okay. sure. And I usually am being the OCD Virgo that I am. <laughs> Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Oh, teleportation. Okay. I don't think I want to know what people are thinking. Uh, I think a lot of us are the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather never have to clean a bathroom again or never have to do dishes again? Oh, first one. Okay. First one for sure. No bathrooms. Got it. Oh, yeah. oh, I hate cleaning my bathrooms. <laughs> Here's some that are kind of cool since you wrote a superhero. Would yeah. you rather be able to control fire or water? Oh, fire or water. Um, wow. I don't know. Uh, probably fire, I guess. Yeah, probably fire. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather be invisible or be fast? Oh, well, if you're really super fast, it would be like being invisible. So fast. <laughs> Come on, flash anyone. Yeah, like, exactly. True. It's like, did I, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Would you rather always be hot or always be cold? Hot. Mm. I hate being cold. Funny mm. story. Mm -hmm. When we were doing the bolt saw, um, I flew out to Minneapolis to do that because that is where... Regina Wamba, who shot those covers, was actually used to be based. Yes. And um, it was in February, January or February. Mm -hmm. And it was um, seven degrees below zero. Oh, wow. And I was like, I just looked at her and I was like, why do you do this? <laughs> it just it's so funny because so even inside the studio, it was, it, was, um, it was freezing. I mean, you know, she had the heater on and everything, but it was just freaking cold. It was just cold. I was just, I could not believe it. Like, Anthony Kemper, God bless him. Anthony Kemper, I love you. He was our bolt. He's our Maurice, Maurice, uh, you know, and he's like <laughs> just <laughs> stripping down to next to nothing to get into his next outfit. Yeah, <laughs> just like, oh, aren't you cold? He's all, dude. I was like born and raised here. I'm all, aren't you cold? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. It's like, it's like, I repeat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's definitely interesting when it comes down to, you know, being from, like, a, like for me being from Florida, having to travel up north. I would much rather be cold because I can always put stuff on to stay warm. I can't take everything off. Oh, God, I could not you handle know? it. I could not yeah. be. It was like a one-day shoot for Bolt Saga, and I was so happy about it. I was like, get me on that plane and get me home. <laughs> I am a total weather wimp. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, last one. Okay. Would you, would you rather have a personal chef or a personal masseuse? Oh, probably the masseuse. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to play with me. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's been so much fun getting to know you a little better because I just adore the heck out of you and oh, Susie thanks. and everybody else. And yeah. You guys are just amazing and we're so, I just cannot express to you how grateful we are, you know, for your support and all the hard work that you put into all of this. So um, from my heart to yours, thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Well, before we go, why don't you, um, can you share with us exactly more or less what you're working on next or what's coming out next? Oh my gosh. Well, as I said, you know, mm-hmm. during the interview, we've got Grant right. coming out. Um, so Victoria and I are very hard at work on book five which is uh, Grant's Flame. Grant's Flame is coming out. So it'll be the same couple. We do, um, uh, every three books is like the same couple. So the first three books of this series were Sebastian and Abby, and now we're doing Grant and Rio, and they will be books four, five, and six. Uh, Book five will be out, um, I don't know if we have a solid release date on it yet, Uh, sometime later this year. So Mm -hmm. autumn, autumn, winter uh, for that. And then I'm also, we're uh, heading into the end of the next um, book in the Blood of Zeus series. So I'm heavily at work on that. And then between both of those projects, I'm working on the 11th book in the Honor Bound series. And that's especially exciting for me because it's going to be, it's a mashup between the Honor Bound world and the Cimarron saga so um the heroine of this book is going to be princess jade from the cimarron series and then i'm gonna mash it up with the world of the honor bound books and so that's been really fun to do complicated but fun <laughs> you heard those. those are always fun yeah <laughs> kind of figure I know, out how like, this is gonna work out fun fun and air quote fun fine fun but i'm having a great time with it you know mm-hmm. so um yeah so there cool. we go well, yeah. thank you again for being um, my guest for this year's Audiobook Love-In series. It's been so much fun talking to you. I appreciate you taking the time. I really appreciate you too, Viviana. Thank you so much, love. If you ever need anything, you just let me know, okay? We'll do you too. And everyone, thank you for hanging out with us today. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you for joining us in the Audiobook Love-In series, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode, as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program.